0: Don't shift your weight. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do.
1: Hello, and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah.
0: I'm Hannah, and this is the world's only March Madness-style Brad Pitt-themed podcast, where we're pitting every single one of Brad Pitt's movies against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad, uh, but that we're not doing that this week. This is a Brad bite. A tiny episode for tiny babies, for your tiny commutes, for like when your train is running express and it only takes five minutes to get from your house to work, which I hope is happening to you. That sounds fake. Yeah. I caught an express train the other day. It was really nice. It was literally one stop between like Grand Central and like 14th Street or wherever I had to transfer. I was like, is this what miracles are? That sounds like a myth right up there with a Z train. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but so this is a Brad bite. It's a little one. Yeah. Baby boy. This tiny pitting, baby pitting is going to be two TV episodes. We're doing uh, Friends versus uh, King of the Hill. Um, For those of you who don't remember, Brad Pitt was on one episode of Friends in like 2003, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. And it was to promote Spy Game, his film with Robert Redford, which we talked about last season as well. Um, And in it, he plays a man named Will, who used to be really fat in high school, where he went to high school with Ross, one of the friends, and Monica and Rachel, two of the other friends. And Rachel used to make fun of him. And he's real grumpy about it. And in King of the Hill, Brad Pitt plays Boomhauer's brother. Sarah, do you want to explain who Boomhauer is? Oh,
1: absolutely. Boomhauer is the one. He's the friend that always... Do you see what I did there? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, what is friends in King of the Hill, if not just a story about friendship?
1: He's the friend that always mumbles. He's the Kenny from South Park. He's like, hey, guys, what's going on? I'm going to hit on down to the storm. Hang on with me. You want one?
0: That was a really good Boomhauer impression. Thank you. Really, really impressed by that. Thank you. Just call me Brad Pitt.
1: <laughs> Brad Pitt plays Boomhauer's brother, Patch. Patch, like my God. Like,
0: that's like a dog name, you know? Like, well, I feel like it fits because Patch is kind of a dog. I feel like we also need to explain to the people what King of the Hill is because I feel like the youth of the day. Aren't gonna know. Oh, that's upsetting. Okay, King of the Hill is an
1: animated TV comedy that's been going for a long time, right?
0: Yeah. Um, I want to say probably had like twelve seasons. It's my guess. Thirteen seasons. For- oh, I was so close. <laughs> um, and it's
1: about a group of adult friends that live in Texas and they drink beer and it's about their families. I really like what you said that there's no reason that this needs to be an animation.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's the coolest thing about King of the Hill is that there's literally no reason for it to be a cartoon. It just is, which I think is something Philip told me once it's by Mike judge who also did like Beavis and Pothead. It's, it's good. Check it out. It used to be on Netflix, but it isn't anymore.
1: RIP. <sighs> yeah. So they write Brad in as Boomhauer's brother, He's getting married to an ex-girlfriend of Boomhauer, and so he shows up. He looks exactly like Boomhauer, which is like the he's like a blonde character with a buzz cut. Although Patch Boomhauer has kind of a mullet, um, and he talks. I would it- call Boomhauer's haircut a flat top. Okay, <laughs> all right, you're right. There's there's something there. He's
0: got like the. Sh-
1: but anyway, Patch shows up and he talks exactly like Boomhauer. He's like <laughs> <laughs> only it's Brad Pitt. <laughs>
0: Cute, man, yeah, that's, that's what, like, got me out of the daggum port business. Dang old quick, like, man, because I'm telling you, like, ooh, they're talking Andy Dump, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Patch. And Patch is, like, this real dog of a person. He's, like, getting married to this lady, and he's, like, cheating on his fiance with strippers and hookers, and to quote Hank Hill, hired floozies. <laughs> we- also, Hank Hill is an Aries <laughs> I just wanna say that on the record that they're wrong, but he is an Aries Taurus cusp. It's the Taurus coming through in Hank Hill. Ugh. To
1: like a high degree.
0: Like if you were like Hannah, what's what's a cartoon character that would be a Taurus? I'd be like Hank fucking Hill. Turns out he's not, he's a fucking Aries like my mom. Hank Hill is the (sighs) most predictable, responsible man. (laughs) Meat and potatoes, buttless man of them all. And you were trying to come into my house and tell me he's an Aries? No.
1: I said it before, and I'll say it again. I do not think that the writers of King of the Hill had astrology in mind when they determined the birthdays of their characters.
0: Why else do you give your character a birthday? I don't
1: know. Peggy is a Pisces, which is like... That, like, checks
0: out. She's kind of... She gets emo sometimes. Yeah, she gets a little emo, but... But I I would maintain her as a Virgo. Uh, No word on Bobby Hill's sign, although I am... I would like to think that I'm a Bobby Sun, Peggy Rising... (laughs) No. Luann Rising, Peggy Moon. Ooh,
1: I like the little sprinkling of Luann. Yeah,
0: because I'm dumb as shit sometimes. You are not. And uh, when I went to college, I learned I didn't want to be there anymore, which I thought about a lot when I was at Emerson. I thought about that quote all the time. That's
1: fair. I'm a, I'm a triple Dale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just Dale all the way down. Oh, wait, no, I forgot about Connie. Oh, I'm real Connie. Oh, you're very Connie. Connie likes school. She does like school. I'm a Connie. Connie, which one's the one that people see you as?
1: Uh, Rising? Moon.
0: Isn't the moon 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 like the inner one? I'm a Connie rising. Okay. (laughs) I'm really glad we had this talk. But in terms of the friends, I am definitely... I hate to say this because I was just telling Sarah, but I always get pegged as the Ross of my friend group because I'm like neurotic and like dinosaurs, which is like true, but also I'm not a jackass like Ross is. I haven't watched Friends since I was a child, so I can't really speak to how much of a jackass he is, but I guess I trust the internet uh, in telling me what is and isn't problematic. But I'm definitely Ross' son, Chandler Moon, Phoebe Rising. Checks out. Yeah. Sarah, I think you're Phoebe Moon. Okay. Monica's son. Okay, Rachel
1: Rising. I like it because I do feel there's a little Monica going on. Yeah, there's like you're like a practical lady. You're always there for your friends, yeah. you know. But I'm an only child, you know, so like the spoiled Yeah, one, yeah, I yeah. Feel- so you get
0: that Rachel to you, but you're like whimsical and quirky and mm-hmm. like I feel like you don't realize how practical you are. Like to other people, you're like, I'm kooky and zany. So that's where the Phoebe moon comes in. Thank that's you. But I do make my bed every day. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to know what your friends chart is, <laughs> let me know and I'll I'll hit you up. Hannah is a TV astrology. <laughs> T V astrologist. Um but that has nothing to do with Brad Pitt. I just really wanted to talk about that. I'm glad that you did. I feel better for it. I feel more well rounded.
1: So <laughs> 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 Yeah, because I'm scared of aliens, and I've got some (laughs) opinions about, you know. The government. The government. And And you always
0: have sand in your pockets. I do always have pocket sand ready to go. You know? Um, Patch Boomhauer is probably, I would call Patch an Aries. Oh, definitely. Patch is an Aries sun. He. Sagittarius moon. (laughs) Maybe some Leo in there.
1: Oh, I always, Leo. I do not Leo trust Leos. Mm-hmm. If we were to put this in Dungeons and Dragons terms, he would be chaotic neutral. Maybe
0: oh. even chaotic evil. Hmm. Chaotic evil, because he's in it for himself. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten so off course. <laughs> But I also feel like this really speaks to us.
1: Now that we have firmly established the personalities of these characters, we will now discuss Brad Pitt's acting ability in this episode. So I thought that Brad did a pretty good job in King of the Hill. Like yeah. it's hard because he is just mumbling the whole time, but he does a good job with that mumble. Like it's 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 weirdly hard to talk. In that way, that's like at once
0: incomprehensible and comprehensible. Yeah. I feel like, like when I was a child watching King of the Hill, I was always like, they're talking gibberish. Boomhauer doesn't say words. But as an adult watching King of the Hill, who's listened to more people say things, he actually is saying stuff. Yeah. You just have to like really listen. Yeah,
1: you can understand him. And Brad does the same thing. He is talking, he is saying words, but it sounds like gibberish.
0: Yeah. It's so. really weird. It's, he does, I think like we talked about on our last episode where we talked about the Friends episode, Brad is really good at inserting himself into these worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, He fit, like, so, so well into King of the Hill. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's always been there, which is really cool for an episode where the character only appears once in the entire series.
1: Yeah. No, he didn't feel like a guest star at all. And I don't think that, I mean... I think if we weren't doing this podcast, I wouldn't have recognized it as Brad Pitt.
0: Yeah, definitely not. I think that's one of those things where when you go through the credits and you're like, holy shit, that was Brad Pitt. Exactly. Like if we weren't so attuned to his
1: voice from having seen an absurd amount of Brad content, like I wouldn't have picked him out, which I think is a good, that's points to him in this episode. Definitely. I'm going to check a, check the box. Ching, ching.
0: I don't know. It was really, it was surprising. It was exciting. Impressive. Cause I feel like Brad is always so, I don't know. He's he's smooth and like slow.
1: Yeah, like molasses. Yeah, yeah. No, he did. He fit into this southern character really well. He had kind of a weird Texas Boomhauer accent. <laughs> you know, he's usually not good at voice acting, but he was definitely this is this is up there with some like Happy Feet voice acting.
0: I think the thing with Brad Pitt with voice acting is that. We're basing all of his voice acting around Sinbad, which sucked. But, like, the rest of his voice acting is, like, fine. That's true. Maybe he was just having a bad time on Sinbad. I think he was just fucking stoned as shit on Sinbad. And they were like, Brad, you want to do this cartoon? And he was like, yeah.
1: You mentioned during this episode that your theory is that Brad just really likes King of the Hill. (laughs) And wanted to be on the episode. Yeah, because I don't think, like, why else...
0: Would you get Brad Pitt to be on a single episode of King of the Hill at like peak Brad Pitt fame, you know? Like, um. Right, and put him in a role where he's not really recognizable? Yeah, he's just like, it's not like on Friends where like the joke is like, oh, it's Brad Pitt, you right. know? Right. Yeah, or they like s- the Matt Damon episode of Arthur where they just put Matt Damon in and give him Arthur ears, and it's really scary looking. You're telling me friend of the
1: show. Ex-friend of the show. You're telling me ex-friend of the show Matt Damon was on Arthur? Yeah.
0: In, like, like original Arthur or, like, new Arthur? Like, original Arthur. Like, OG Arthur. Like, mid-2000s, but, like, still pretty OG. It's really... I recommend you look at... Can you look it up right now? (laughs) Holy fuck, my
1: guy. Uh, Matt Damon in Arthur... Has Matt Damon's face, but with like the little, with like a little nose and aardvark ears. He looks like you know those viral photos that are going around with the photographer that photoshopped the family photos, yeah. and she like erased their faces and redrew the lines. It's yeah. exactly what Matt Damon looks like in Arthur.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to get that reaction on there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it was fun. It was a fun sexy time. Not maybe not sexy. He was a little. Spooky, but make me uncomfortable. You, you did see him in his uh, speedos. His speedo weedos. <laughs> you did see
1: Patch Boomhauer and original Boomhauer <laughs> wrestling in their speedo weedos. <laughs> What'd you think about that? Bad,
0: <laughs> deeply uncomfortable. Damn you for a boy lover. You sure don't. I'm not into cartoons. I'm no fucking weeb. All right, okay, that's
1: fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> So we rewatched the Friends episode to, like, give this a fair pitting. And I know last time we pitched it against War Machine, and I think we were really impressed with it. Like, it did better than you would think. Yeah.
0: This time around, still a fun Brad. Yeah, I was, like... Still a shitty episode of Friends. Oh, my God,
1: it's so bad. It's so... It's super transphobic. Don't... It's just a... I saw, like, a headline the other day on my Google card notifications, and it was, like, Millennials watching Friends for the first time shocked at how racist and transphobic it is, which is, like, yeah, no shit.
0: <laughs> no shit, my guy. The 90s weren't that great. We just had an okay economy. We were
1: just children, and we were, like, everything's a good time. Yeah, problematic episode, but I, I, really, I really like the Rod and Friends. I think he's super, you know, he fits into the episode really well. Yeah. Um, and he's funny like yeah. he he's over the top like he's super
0: overacting but in a way that matches all the other friends right he's like I was I was thinking too, watching it this time around how much it feels like a play you know yeah like it's very blocked and very like now we're standing over here and now he sits down and stuff like that which was interesting and like Brad Pitt being a movie actor in movie movies. Really fit into that, and it was still like he was really he was hamming it up. There was
1: a lot of I know we talked about like the yam jokes where he's like, "Give me the yams, <gasps> oh, yams," and he did it when like you're hungry. <laughs> he was really good at like seeming like all suave and charming, and then all of a sudden he'd be like, "I need the yams." Apparently, you were um, a little
0: mean to him in high school. A little mean. You made my life miserable. I'm I'm I had no idea. I'm sorry. I well, you should be. Screw it. Bring on the yams.
1: Well, but you've, you've worked so hard. Yep! Okay. And you would see him, like, clutching objects, like, really angrily. And then I also really liked the the wink-wink-nudge-nudge nudge stuff between him and Jennifer Aniston, who he was married to at the time. Yeah. Like, he'll look over and give her, like, a little sup nod and stuff. Yeah. It seemed like there was, like, a definitely inside joke feeling going on. Yeah,
0: around. it was really cute. They were really, I don't know. Brad and Jen, although I keep getting Google cards saying that he, she wasn't the love of his life, etc., which, like, checks out. I don't know. But they're just so sweet.
1: Yeah. They're
0: just so sweet. No, they are. They seem like they have a good
1: time. Like, they're fun. Like, I understand why he went for Angie, but
0: it's
1: like the angle and the devil, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. The angle and the devil were America. America's sweetheart. of him. What does Anne say? America's sweetheart and America's scary crush? Yeah, which is so true. Yeah. Brad, you do you. You Both do you. Both women are valid. And he was engaged to Goop, who we're going to meet in 7 next week. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck
1: was that? That was my excited noise. <laughs> I do that whenever I'm
0: excited. You've never noticed. <laughs> Oh my god! This episode is—it's—it's <laughs> it's a Brad bite. Brad bites are mostly just you hanging out with us. I don't know if we really have any sort of conclusion for you. Well, we have to pick a winner. Oh, um, here's some pros. Okay, pro. Brad hits super hot in the Friends episode. Mm-hmm. Pro. Him and Jennifer Aniston have really good like chemistry, and that's like fun. Mm-hmm. Pro. Joey Tribbiani eats an entire turkey. <laughs> Con super transphobic, fat phobic, really all the phobics. Um, Con, none of the friends outside of Brad really do anything. And Brad isn't even really a friend. But on the flip side, pros to King of the Hill, pro, really good boom power voice, pro, King of the Hill is fucking great. Pro, Brad Pitt really fits in and he's got a really funny mullet. Con, really uncomfy in that speedo (laughs) even if he's just a cartoon it's really uncomfy con you don't get to see Brad Pitt's face which I guess means King of the Hill wins because I could only think of two cons
1: (laughs) hey that's fair no I think he like fit equally into both of them I don't know yeah I felt like you know we've been there done that with the Friends episode and watching it again it wasn't like oh shit yeah it was
0: it was solid but it wasn't like it didn't wowie zowie me it didn't woo me (laughs) It was fun, but it's still mostly like the joke is, oh, that's Brad Pitt and we're pretending he used to be ugly. Right. I think it was more, it felt more like a sitcom or
1: it felt more like a TV appearance. Yeah. As opposed to King of the Hill where it felt like he was like actually like on King of the Hill. Yeah. Like trying to sneak his way in. Yeah.
0: I think more effort was required of him for King of the Hill. Yeah. It's hard to talk like that. Yeah. And it's hard to make Brad Pitt look bad and and. anyway in the speedo but they sure did it I feel like speedos just make me so deeply uncomfortable in general they're really bad invention at all men stop (laughs) that we invent a time machine (laughs) go go back back in in time time.
1: kill Hitler (laughs) (laughs) and then stop the inventor of the speedos speedo for men just I don't know who invented it probably Mr. Speedo Take, Charlie Speedo, take Mr. Speedo by the shoulders and say, "You're about to do something terrible." <laughs>
0: Stop.
1: And then introduce him to a hobby like crocheting. <laughs> then he'll just crochet at Speedo.
0: <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> the loops get all. Wet. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, thank you for listening to us ramble. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. Now you know what it's like to hang out with us when we're not recording. <laughs> Pretty much just talking about uh, TV astrology. <laughs> um, if you want to know your TV chart, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, which is at MarchBradness, Instagram, March.Bradness, Facebook, March or our website, MarchBradness.net. Where you can find our contact form, share us on LinkedIn, check out the bracket, see some cool pictures, listen to all of our back catalog. It's going to be great. Tune in next week for our next official pitting, which is going to be World War Z versus 7. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a thing that like people do now, you know? <laughs> it's like a fun time. It's just like all the millennials, like American kids are just like...
0: They We're trying it. to appeal to Gen Z, actually. <laughs> this is some Gen
1: Z humor.
0: Um, I'm so excited because Seven is a David Fincher film. And I love David Fincher. I'm just going to fucking say it and I'll fucking fight you. if I understand where you're probably going to come from when you're like, I hate David Fincher, but you're wrong. Hannah will explain this in great detail. Oh, for sure. Probably next episode. Probably. At least I'll start, and then we'll get the conclusion for Fight Club. The cold
1: open will just be like 20 minutes of Hannah ranting about. And then the, the whole episode will just be like. It was I. <laughs> These movies are aight. <laughs> One of them was kind of gross. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will see you next week. And in the meantime,
0: I hope you have a wonderful day. Week, month, maybe, or year. Year. I'll
1: be there
0: for you. you.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye.